Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Roar Lions Roar. I am your host today, Matt Filipovitz, and I am joined by my phenomenal co-host, Bill DeFilippo. And Bill, Penn State's basketball's best season in over a decade came to an end last night with a 71-66 to loss to Texas in the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament. Bill, just today, this morning, how are you feeling? Proud? Um... I don't know. Like I, as, as we all know, or as longtime listeners, of the pod know, uh, I live in Columbus, Ohio. I don't exactly live in a place that's especially friendly, uh, to, to our folk. Uh, and this morning I went to the grocery store and I'm, I'm wearing just a, a generic home field apparel, uh, crew neck since we're not doing YouTube, uh, promo code roar lions roar one word, all uppercase for 15% off of your first order for new customers. Uh, and I nearly wore Penn state stuff and I nearly walked around proudly saying that I'm a Penn state graduate and I'm a Penn state basketball fan. And even in that loss, I, there are a lot of things they could have done different. There was a very realistic path, Matt, for Penn State to win this game. But like, and you know, there's always going to be that little bit of sadness, a little bit of regret. But for the most part, like, I couldn't be more proud of this team and what it accomplished this year. Yeah, for for this to happen in year two and to have a realistic shot to take down a number two seed with like six minutes to go, like Penn State played a better second half than Texas. Penn State had good looks all night and. <laughs> Funk was off. I mean, Lundy was two of five from three-point land. He was probably their best option. But when Funk goes two for 10, you know, when Pickett goes five of 13, like it's just you're never going to be able to beat a number two seed with those outings. And that's not to say those guys played bad. Like I, I just think that they got open looks. The shots didn't fall, especially in the first half. They battled back in the second half. And it just overall wasn't enough. Um but like you, I'm just proud of this Penn State basketball team and how far this program has come in a three-week period. Like, I think it's fair to say that these past three weeks have generated more buzz about Penn State basketball um, than maybe the last eight years. Like, you can say 2020, but still, the new coach of it all with Micah Shrewsbury makes yeah. it seem like this is something that they can build upon. Like, it doesn't feel like a flash in the pan like 2020 did. Like, this feels like we're on the precipice of Penn state basketball being a serious, a serious entity. And that's not something that we've seen. I would say ever like, do you think that's fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. And and the interesting part, Matt, is that I I think you're correct in saying that Andrew Funk's played his last game in a Penn state uniform. Cam Mm -hmm. winter has played his last game in a Penn state uniform. Seth Lundy can come back. You know, I, I think his comments last night. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear he's not coming back. His comments, Micah's comments, I don't think he's going to uh, transfer somewhere and play a final year somewhere. I think he's a guy who can and should just go to the NBA. Uh, and Jalen Pickett's never playing for Penn State. So Miles Dredd, never playing for Penn State. Of Penn State's 66 points last night, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, K, 56, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 62 of them came from those guys. 62 of the 66 points Penn State scored for last night are coming from guys who are not going to play for Penn State again. And despite that, I completely agree with you, Matt, because even though next year's team is going to be built, I don't want to say be built around because we don't know how the portal is going to look. 
Kevin Jai is going to be an important player. Evan Mahaffey is going to be an important player. Kanye Clary, Jameel Brown, in all likelihood, uh, whatever transfers they bring in. The fact that Micah Shrewsbury is here and the fact that, you know, Micah Shrewsbury stays here, I don't know how you can't feel good about the future of Penn State basketball knowing that. Yeah. Bill, let, let's let's put the future on the back burner because I'm sure we're going to do a cool. podcast this week because I'm sure we'll learn which way Micah Shrewsbury goes in the next, like, I don't I, I think this week is fair to expect, like, just because I think Pat Kraft and co don't have that much else going on with wrestling wrapping up. Like, I think they can sit down and, and hammer things out. But let's let's give this game the respect yeah. it deserves. When Penn State came out and, and they looked a little flat to start, when Funk's initial shots weren't falling, did you think this could get out of hand? Like, how were you feeling, you know, let's say, going into the break? When they were down eight, Texas hits a buzzer beater, essentially, to put them up eight. Did you think it was done, or did you think Penn State had that shot to go up late in the game, like, like that ended up happening? I think if you believed in that moment... It, and this is not, you know, meant to like excoriate anyone. This is just to like kind of broadly to, to say that they didn't have a shot or just think that they didn't have a shot in that moment is it requires ignoring how their season over the last month had gone. It requires ignoring the fact that their backs were against the wall against not, not so much against Illinois because, uh, you know, to kick off this run because their offense was just outrageous in that game. But they were in a dogfight against a really bad Minnesota team on the road, and they scratched and clawed, and they won that. They played an Ohio State team here in Columbus where it wasn't easy, but they got the job done. And Pickett was terrible in the first half of that game, bounced back, and was magnificent in the second half. Northwestern, they battle back, win at the buzzer. Maryland, Mar battle back, win at the buzzer. Illinois, Northwestern, Indiana – all of these games required Penn State facing adversity and overcoming it. And that's why, and maybe you felt completely different. Maybe you, Matt, had a completely different view on this. I thought they were getting good looks that just weren't falling. And I thought that, and this part ended up being completely wrong, one guy on Texas was killing them and they would have figured out how to respond to that. So, no, I mean, they went into halftime down eight, but considering how things had been going and could have gone to that point and how things have gone over the last month of the season, no, man, I'm, I, I was betting on this. I would have been willing to bet on this team figuring it out. They, are, they have earned that respect from you, from me, from everyone listening, from everyone watching that game. I, I thought they were going to come back and win it when Miles Dredd was fouled on that three-point shot. Like, Miles Dredd yeah. did everything <sighs> he could to not go home last night. And, again, he he has quickly risen up to one of my favorite Penn State athletes of all time. Like, the loyalty he showed to this university and to this program. Like, him being, like, what, no more than six foot four and a half and defending no. centers his whole career. Like, the that, tough... That, he, that, man, he, that man is built around having a, uh, we'll say, a thick bottom. Yeah, that that dude is built. That dude is built to anchor in. Um, and I thought he played. <laughs> I thought he played pretty good defense overall. Like yeah. just the uh, the forward whose name is escaping me right now for Texas. Just uh, played, Dylan Dessou. Dessou played. What, was, what did he average? Like seven and a half points a game, and he goes for twenty eight and ten. Like yeah, you, you got to tip your hat so to the other he, guy at some point. He came into the game averaging eight and a half points on the eight season. And a half. Important to mention two thousand and twenty one. 
He shortened COVID season. He played for Vanderbilt, averaged 15 points a game. This guy's not a scrub. He picked a time, no. a really good time to have the game of his life against a team that is, you know, it had a fatal flaw all season long. And he was just pretty uniquely uh, skilled to be able to exploit it. And, you know, credit to him, credit to Texas. They were able to take advantage of that. And that is in spite of the fact that, like you mentioned, Matt, Miles Dredd fought his ass off last night. He said after the game, I wear this blue and white with pride. I'm so, so thankful for everything this university has ever given me, for the people that I've met, the relationships I've built. And I guess I've always been a school spirit kind of guy. And then he went on to say, I want them to know I gave everything I had. I ran the cloth dry and I had fun doing it. And man, that guy looked like he was doing everything he could to keep Penn State from going home last night. Just came up a little bit short. Yeah. And he also made the comment that his goal was to leave this Penn State basketball program in a better place than he found it. Um, and I think he he definitely accomplished that goal. Like, I, I he, they would have made two tournaments in his time, you know, a run that it doesn't happen very often. Um, and just, I think he had to play a lot. I think they shifted away yeah. from Keba and played a lot of miles at the five because when they saw Funk's threes weren't dropping, I think they just needed another shooter out there. And it was a smart decision. Like, Miles hit some big shots. He found his spots and he drilled it when he had the opportunity to. Um, and I'm glad he got to play 25 minutes in in what's going to be his final basketball game uh, for Penn mm-hmm. State. Um, I want to make sure I also call Evan Mahaffey, who gave them really yeah. phenomenal minutes. I, again, I absolutely love. I cannot wait That'll- to watch him. I'm assuming he's going to take over a starting job next year. And I think he's going to become one of the most annoying players in the big 10. And like Penn state has always had really annoying players like Josh Reeves, Jamari Wheeler. Um, I think Mahaffey has a good chance to be the best of the bunch. I think he's just a dude who wants to play his role. I love the confidence that he shot a three. Like I can't remember the last time I've seen him attempt a shot from outside. Like I think he's a guy who's going to really, really develop into a really good player for Penn state. Um, but uh, you real know, quick, Mahaffey's la- last attempt from three was uh, in the loss at Purdue. At Purdue, oh wow, so, well, that that yeah, was like so Feb- that was February first. He hadn't attempted three in a month and a half. Yeah, so I love that. Micah tells his guys, if you have your shot, take it. Like I, I think that's a that's a really really nice place to be. That you have the confidence in your coach to take a shot, even if you're not one of those, you know perimeter Hawks that Penn state has. And Bill, now that, now that the season is over, what were your expectations going into it and and how, and how far ahead did Penn state succeed them? So I, one thing that I heard through the grapevine was that Penn state's coaching staff thought they had the potential to finish top four, top six in the big 10. So that impacted my expectations considerably because Mm -hmm. I thought Jalen Pickett was a really good player. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was this good. I thought, you know, Seth Lundy was Seth Lundy. Miles Dredd was Miles Dredd. And then I had no idea what to expect out of Andrew Funk and Cam Winter because I have no idea what to expect of the guys who transfer up a level. But both of them exceeded my expectations. Pickett could not have, like, I could have set the bar high for Pickett and there was no way on God's green earth I was going to assume he was going to be an All-American. Um I came into this year 
even knowing that the coaches thought they had that as a potential goal they could reach. I came into this year thinking that this was a team that they could compete in the big, you know, the big Ten's a tough league. Maybe they can compete to be in that middle tier of teams. Maybe they could, uh, you know, push for an NIT bid. And once they hit that stretch in February, where they lost four in a row to fall to 14 and 11 and five and nine in conference play. I wasn't waving the white flag on this season, but I thought there were just such prominent flaws that they were going to be impossible to overcome. And the fact that they did that, the fact that they found a solution in building the entire thing around Jalen Pickett and building the entire thing around this roster arsenal of shooters that they had. The fact that they figured out a way to have a defense that, you know, their defense wasn't especially great this season, uh, ending the year 98th in Ken Palm. If I am going from, uh, you know, off of Bart Torvik's T rank uh, from where they, from the time that uh, winning streak started, the defense got to, Give me one second. Let's see if I can figure this out. Uh, to there, to there. Yeah, they were about a hundred or so in a in T rank. Not great, but they managed to figure out ways to succeed in spite of that. And for me, the fact that they managed to succeed in spite of that, it exceeded my expectations. I don't know. Maybe Matt, you came into the season thinking this was a Sweet Sixteen team, but for me. <laughs> I thought they would be fighting for I thought they would be fighting for the NIT and they ultimately did something so much. Penn State, I'll say it again. They had the ball with a chance to win the Big 10. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can say anything other than they exceeded expectations this year. I had them as an outside shot to be just on the bubble. So for them to be firmly in the field on Selection Sunday was just everything I could have asked for and so much more. Like, to not have to sweat it out, to know that this team wasn't mm-hmm. going to have to play in those weird Dayton games. Um, it was it was everything I could have hoped for. Like, listen, this is the first time in my, like, Penn State fandom. Like, I was four years old when Penn State last went to the ter- – or won a tournament game. Like, I was not a Penn State fan with the last time Penn State was in the tournament. Like, this was new ground for me. Um, and all it did was make me hungry for more. And – you know, we'll jump on and we'll discuss whatever happens with Micah when that happens. But this mm-hmm. team just deserves all of the respect it's going to get. It deserves a banner in the BJC. Jalen Pickett deserves to be remembered as one of the greatest Penn State basketball players of all time for two. Can, can I go on a quick? Can I go on yeah. a quick rant here? Hit me. There is no universe where anyone should ever wear the number twenty-two again. No one should ever wear the number that Jalen Pickett wore ever again. There has been one other All-American in the history of Penn State basketball, and that is Jesse Arnell in 1954 and 1955, who was named an All-American by the Helms Foundation, and that is it. What Jalen Pickett did this year, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being taken over by the spirit of Micah Shrewsbury because Micah had a really good rant last night about how 
him not being voted first team all conference by one Big Ten coach was, quote, one of the most moronic things I've ever seen in my life, end quote. Somebody doesn't like booty ball. Someone, huh, yeah. Uh, I My guess is that was either Brad Underwood or Kevin Willard. Um, whatever it is, they can bite me. Uh, but what Jalen Pickett did this season, being the person that a top 15 defense in college basketball was built around, being one of the best players in America, being a guy who should have been a unanimous all Big Ten selection, if not for the fact that, you know, Brad Underwood is hurt that Terrence Shannon isn't as good as him, or Kevin Willard is hurt that Jameer Young isn't as good as him. Like, no one should ever, ever wear 22 again. I hope that for the rest of his life, whenever Jalen Pickett comes back to Happy Valley, and he steps on the floor at the Bryce Jordan Center. He is able to look up in the rafters and right next to that banner that says Final Four 1954, right next to those banners for the two times that Penn State has won the NIT. He sees the name Pickett and he sees the number 22. It would be a shame to ever see someone have to live up to the standard that that guy said again, because that guy just put forth the single best season that any Penn State player has put up and ever will put up, and he deserves recognition for that for the rest of time. I'll agree with that. I, I think that I think that Pickett, if Penn State basketball decides to commit to Micah Shrewsbury and commit to basketball as a whole, I don't think there's going to be a more important player in the Penn State basketball. Mm -hmm. um, that's a bad way to word that. I don't think there's going to be a, a more impactful player than Jalen Pickett in the next 50 years of Penn State basketball. Like Pickett may have single-handedly made Penn State care about basketball. And like, I totally get that they were a few shots away from going to the NIT and this mm -hmm. just being another Penn State season. But like that didn't happen. Penn State won the games they won. They got there. They recruited the right guys. They built the team around an All-American. Cool. And Matt, like, the people who were talking about Penn State basketball in this run, Brian Anderson, TNT's number one, uh, number one, number two, depending on how you think of Kevin Harlan, uh, NBA broadcaster. Ernie Johnson, greatest basketball television host. Uh, television host of all time. Charles Barkley, legend in the game. Candace Parker, legend in the game. Kenny Smith, legend in the game. All these people are watching Jalen Pickett play basketball and recognizing that that guy is for a program like Penn State, a once-in-a-lifetime player. And to me, that deserves a once-in-a-lifetime kind of Yeah, I, I would totally agree with, with all of those points. Um, and again, this isn't just a Pickett team. Like, he's the best, but like, Cam Winter stepping up last night was great. Andrew yeah. Funk, um, one of maybe the most fun seasons and maybe the most fun game in the Texas A&M game I've ever watched a Penn State basketball player play. Miles um, Dredd, again, he's not going to be remembered yeah. like John Hara just by nature of he was the guy after the guy. Um, but Dredd deserves all the recognition in the world. Like, I'm just so I'm so yeah. happy that this senior class got to achieve what they what they wanted to do, and that was to make the tournament. Um, and I hope there's a lot more of it in the future. Um, Bill, I don't really know how to end this. Like the, the season kind of ended just with a, not a whimper, but it just ended flat. And, um, you know, I, I think we're going to we're going to yeah. hear Micah news really soon. I think teams have to just 
I think teams have to fill vacancies really quickly just by nature of the portal. Like you're hearing dudes who enter the portal, literally who was the Illinois guard who entered the portal, maybe 25 minutes after their game ended in the tournament. I forget who that was, but like, this is going to move quickly. And Pat Kraft, I know has been hammering out details for a while now. Um, and I hope that they can get over the finish line. I would love it if Micah Shrewsbury was Penn State's next head basketball coach um, or stays the current head basketball coach is a better way to word that. Um, but, Bill, any any final thoughts on on this game as a whole? We'll do like a debrief of the whole season later on. Um, we'll be back on hopefully this week to talk to talk other news. But, you know, just uh, j- just get on a soapbox and just talk about whatever you want to talk about with this team now to close things out. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm going to end by reading what re- reading something that Micah said uh, after the game last night. I, I read part of what he said about Pickett. I'm not going to do that, um, but I want to just take a second and read what he said about Seth Lundy and uh, and Miles Dread. And that is Seth and Miles. They didn't have to stay. They didn't have to stay. They chose the hard route. There was two routes to take. There's an easy route and there was a hard route, and they chose the hard route. Those guys, the way I talk about John, I hold those two guys in an esteemed category as I do with John because these guys took a chance on me and they didn't have to. Wherever they are playing, whatever they're doing, they know they can call me forever. Those are my guys forever because they took a chance on me and they didn't have to, didn't have to. And I wanted to read that because I think assuming Micah sticks around, I think we're going to suddenly have to change our mindset as Penn State basketball fans from this is a team of guys who have been through so much. This is a team of guys who deserve so much and it's going to shift to this is a team of guys who now there Mm -hmm. is a standard that they have to get to, whether it is because of who Penn State is recruiting, whether it's because of what Penn State does in the transfer portal. This is no longer a team that is going to be built on the backs of guys like Miles Dredd, guys like Seth Lundy, who have been around forever, and guys who committed to Penn State under Pat Chambers, went through everything that happened with Pat Chambers, spent that year being coached by Jim Ferry. And when this first-time coach, first-time head coach who uh, you know got a lot of praise for how good he was, but nobody actually had any idea how good he was, came in, they stayed. And they decided that they were going to put everything they had into something special. And I just want everyone, every Penn State fan, because Laura knows I'm going to do it, to take a second today, tomorrow, whatever, and just like appreciate what Seth Lundy and Miles Dredd have done for this program, to appreciate what a guy like John Harris has done for this program, obviously appreciate what a guy like Jalen Pickett has done for this program, because we're not shifting our mindset as Penn State basketball fans to there is now a standard for these guys to meet if you didn't have these guys yep, setting the standard point. for them. And I, 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 I'm I, going to miss this team. I'm going to miss forever watching this team, just like I'm going to forever miss watching DJ Newbill, going to forever miss watching the 2020 team. And again, just the level of pride that I feel as a Penn State person, knowing that these guys represented the school. These guys had over the years, chance after chance after chance to quit and these guys had this season chance after chance after chance to quit and responded every single time, even in the final game of the season 
What's Penn State basketball that? forever. The the culture um, has been changed. I think this team is is if Micah stays on the precipice of something big, um, I think it'll look a lot different. But this team next year is going to be led by dudes who only know Penn State basketball as a team that has made the NCAA tournament. And that's a really exciting place to exist in. So we'll leave it at that. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all for tuning in all season. Shout out to our guy Vince and everybody who joined us to talk Penn State hoops all season long. Yeah. Um, thank you to everyone who joined our Twitter spaces during Penn State basketball. Uh, it, it was just a lot of fun to react in real time to these crazy situations this team found itself in. And I'm going to miss this team. I'm going to miss Miles Dredd. I'm going to miss Seth Lundy, assuming he goes. I'm going to miss Jalen Pickett, Andrew Funk, Cam Winter, Mikey Hen. Like, just humongous shout-out to this team. And mm-hmm. and onward onward to the future of Penn State basketball. Um, be sure to use promo code ROAR, Lions ROAR, all caps, all one word, for 15% off your first order at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Uh, be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. Um, and thank you for tuning in all season long to Penn State basketball content. We're excited for what the uh, what the future holds for this program and, and for us as a, as a pod covering Penn State athletics. And shout out Micah Shrewsbury, Pat Kraft, get the job done. Bill? Anything else? That's it, brother. I think, uh, think let's go about the rest of our Sundays. And go state.